During this period of time in the United States, we are seeing individuals go into businesses and schools and churches with automatic weapons, guns, and just begin shooting individuals without cause. And people say, why did they do that? Why? It's explained for us in the Bible. The Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, This know also in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, that means uncontrolled, and they will be fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They may not have all of those characteristics, but even a single characteristic or maybe two of these characteristics can cause a person to go mad and do harm or destruction to himself and destruction to other people. But Paul does explain it. He says in the last days this will happen. Another factor at this period of time is the devil. Revelation 12.12, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, and he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Devils bring thoughts to our mind, and if we choose to act on those thoughts, we can become irrational and destroy ourselves and other people. So we've got these factors working together. What is happening inside human beings, as Paul described in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and Revelation chapter 12, which tells us that the devil, having come down to the earth, has great wrath because he knows his time is short. And the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 3.13, Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We know we are approaching the day of the Lord, the coming of Jesus, because things are getting worse in the world and in the apostate churches who have departed from certain portions of Scripture and no longer teach those Scriptures, thus agreeing with sins of the world. So we know we're growing closer to the end when Jesus returns for the church. 
The greatest sign for me that we're growing closer to the end is the way people of the world openly flaunt their sins today. In the 1940s, it was very different. In the 1940s, they did the sins, but for the most part, they hid those sins because they weren't approved by the vast number of people of the world. So they hid the sins. Today, they demand respect as they do the sins. They kill their babies with abortion. They commit adultery openly. They are proud that they have slept with that person, that they've had sex outside of marriage. They are fornicators. They are homosexuals and lesbians. They are drunkards. The medical world often calls drunkenness a disease to excuse them. But it's not. It's a sin. We know the sins by what the Bible says. Homosexuals and lesbians, what the Bible says, always focus on this, what the Bible says. This is not my opinion. I am quoting what the Bible says. Some of the homosexuals and lesbians say they were born that way. Mark 10, Jesus says, From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. So how'd they get to be homosexual? From the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. Mark 10, verse 6. Romans chapter 1 says that God turned them over to a reprobate mind to do those things that are not convenient. Let's look at Romans 1. Start at verse 21. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man. Looking now at verse 24, Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie, and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient.
That's verses 21 through 28 of Romans chapter 1 concerning homosexuals and lesbians. Today they flaunt this in front of us. At one time they kept it secret. As you flaunt your sins in front of all the people, there comes a time when God pays attention to that sin and destruction comes. In the days of Sodom, God sent two angels to destroy Sodom because their sins had reached up to heaven. So God took action. In the end of the world, the Great Tribulation will come where God brings his plagues upon this earth, upon the men and women who refused the instruction of the Bible and went forward in their sins, flaunting them in front of all persons. So evil men and seducers wax worse and worse in the end time, says Paul in the Bible. We shouldn't be surprised to see these things happen, although I do say it's very shocking. And it's a terrible grief. Only God can help the parents of the children who are killed in the schools or the families of the people who have been shot in the grocery stores as we've seen today. But we shouldn't be surprised that it happens because the Bible tells us exactly what's going to happen. And because of these sins that are brought out in the open and the way people choose to flaunt the sins in front of all, disregarding what the Bible says and flaunting the sins in the face of God, God will bring judgment. And that's what we're going to see in the days of head. Now, the Apostle Peter said that in the last days, there would be mockers who would say things like, oh, this has gone on since the beginning of time, and everything's the same as it once was. Peter says that in Second Peter chapter 3, start at verse 1. Second Peter chapter 3. This second epistle, beloved, I write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandments of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they are willingly ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water, whereby the world that was then 
being overflowed with water, perished in the days of Noah. But the heavens and earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. We look at the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus as happening 2,000 years ago. But in the sight of God, it's as two days. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, says Peter, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, Look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that you may be found of him, of Jesus, when he returns, that you may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. So how do we help the victims who survive these killings? How do we help the fathers and mothers? How can they be helped? Only by God can they be helped. But here's something that is a great consolation to every human who can believe the Word of God. Please look at First Thessalonians chapter 4. When my mother and father died, I did not share one tear over their deaths because I'm so rooted in this scripture. Death is falling asleep. That's all it is. We go to sleep at night. We wake up in the morning and we say, where did all those hours go? And that's what death is like. It's falling asleep. This passage of scripture, Paul tells us don't sorrow the way the pagans do because they have no hope. We as Christians who know the Bible have hope. And Paul is going to speak about that hope for us to focus on this. 1 Thessalonians 4. Start at verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, 
concerning them which are dead, that ye sorrow not even as those which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We will not go before those who have died. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. This truth from God is salvation and hope for us as we see the dead in Christ die or those in Christ die. For our hope is not in governments of men or this world. It will be destroyed by God in the end This whole earth will vanish. The sky will be rolled up as a scroll and vanish away with great noise. This is in Revelation. All of the mountains will be destroyed. And this earth will be burned with fire by God at the end. Our hope is not in what we can see, but in the unseen. And we have great hope because we know God and have experience with God and know the scriptures. And we focus on the scriptures in the midst of all of the troubles of this world and we pray. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.